This podcast is for adults only. If you're under 18, please visit scarleteen.com for more information about sex education. Welcome to another Massacast. Several ways you can get in contact with the Massacast. You can send me an email, massacast at gmail.com. You can click the contact button on the website, massacast.com. You can friend me on FetLife. Username, Massacast. Yeah, pretty easy, right? Uh, and uh, I believe, that, yeah, yeah, Twitter. There's uh, just t- tons of different ways you can go ahead and contact. And also, um, if you would like to, you can go ahead and rate the podcast uh, on iTunes, on the iTunes page. So just search in iTunes for Massacast, and then you can rate it from there. And, uh, yeah, leave a review. Uh, this episode, a t- conversation with my friend Leela, who has a website about kink and culture. You can find a link on the website. Uh, I've known her for a few years now, and and she, she has so much to talk about, as you'll hear, about uh, sex parties, about sex camps. Uh, but before we do that, I have to tell you about uh, the fine folks who sponsor this episode. Eden Fantasies. You can go to EdenFantasies.com and browse their extensive library of personal toys, bondage gear, sexual health products, and lots lots more. If you're looking for some good reads, go to Sexist Magazine. They've got uh, stories, they've got advice, they've got a lot of stuff for uh, people who are kinky, people who aren't kinky. Oh, and don't forget EFCAST. E-F-C-A-S-T saves you 20% on your order from EdenFantasies.com So, on to this episode with my friend, Leela. Thank you for asking me. Really, I really am flattered. Well, I think I mentioned it to you a long time ago, too. And I yeah. think our schedules just didn't do it. Or I got distracted by yeah, some yeah. shiny objects or right. something like that. Who knows what <laughs> right. it was. You know, one of the many reasons why I wanted to talk to you is, number one, you've had a lot of interesting experiences from our conversations. And usually, yeah. whenever you and I are just sitting down, if we're at Pleasure Salon, which is a a bar meetup type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've told friends before, I'm going to go to Pleasure Salon. And I go, what the fuck is going to happen there? <laughs> But we always have something to talk about. Right? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Um, this might jinx it. We might just sit here and it'll be just crickets. And I'm like, so, <laughs> so what else? Anything else? I don't no, have right. a job. Oh, that's oh, okay, well, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you just the first thing when we sat down. One of the first things you mentioned was you just came back from camp. Yeah. And yeah. you said you had the most amazing scene. Well, first yeah. before we get into this, we've talked about what camp is, and there's actually several camp events out there yeah but when you say camp you mean dark odyssey dark odyssey summer camp and this is it's basically just like a traditional camp yeah it used to be a traditional kids camp a long time ago and you know it's out in maryland and there's these great cabins and there's a pool and there's a mess hall and a barn and now it's been converted into an all adult camp um whether that's sex stuff or companies can have corporate retreats there mm-hmm. or whatever but like there's another like leather retreat happens there oh, and, okay. yeah you've gone for many years actually no i went a couple years ago to camp when i say camp it's dark odyssey yeah. summer camp versus leather retreat mm-hmm. and uh a couple years ago i went to leather retreat first and leather retreat tends to be heavier on the bdsm and lighter on the sex mm-hmm. and camp is a little bit of both it's kind of a mix of all stuff well i i was just typing that question the yeah. big difference between leather retreat versus dark odyssey now i uh i've heard of, and i've seen the class schedules and you're right leather retreat is pretty much exclusively bdsm but i would yeah. think there would be a lot of sex going on too you don't find that to be the case 
You know, this is the funny thing. I participated in a blowjob competition at Leather Retreat. And it was advertised and we wore these like glow in the dark necklaces things. So you could identify the, you know, the competitors. And, you know, I, I consider myself a relatively okay looking person, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, in comparison to the other competitors, sure. I was literally having to go up to people and say, would you like a blowjob? And they go, no, no. And, and I'm kind of going through and I was like, this is, this is not as. You know, this is not what I expected. Okay, first of all, yeah, um, we have to establish what exactly yeah. is a blog job competition. Well, that was the other thing. I, I was like, is it quantity? Is it quality? I did not know how it was being judged. Who will be the greatest philanthropist? <laughs> I don't know. It was who was giving the best blow job uh-huh. of, or who was giving more. Right. And I think it ended up being... There might have been a voting process. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I did win. Oh well, so there you go. whatever. But so you don't you won, but you don't know how you won. I don't know how I won. Wow. I don't know if it was quantity. It might have been quantity. Usually, but, it's um, the German judges to decide a factor <laughs> and all those things. I find right. it was the Russian judge. You got a three point eight from the Swedish one, unfortunately, but <laughs> everyone else gave you a eight to nine. Yeah, it's so, weird. Okay, I'm just trying to paint myself in this situation. Yeah. So you're at that. You're, you're you've got something to identify that you're one of the official contestants. Yeah, yeah. And this is at Leather Retreat. Yes. How many other contestants were there? I want to say like four. Uh huh. Um, but it wasn't like if this was camp. Yeah. That you know they'd be all over. It'd be the whole point of the whole thing, yeah. and it felt people seemed slightly uncomfortable by it, as opposed to it being. A real fun, nifty thing to like gang up on these people. But, Do you have a theory of yeah. why, even though there's sex a lot, yeah. obviously, yeah. at another retreat? Well, like another, yeah, I do. And another example was they had, there was supposed to be this big, there's a big kind of open pavilion area. Uh-huh. And there was going to be uh, this big orgy. And this is, this would have been my first big lots of people thing and event. It's outdoors. Mm-hmm. You can scream as loud as you want. So I was all excited. I was looking for the pile. I was like that big pile of people, mm-hmm. people, you know, you know, envision the orgy their head. part of the orgy, the orgy part of the orgy. And it was pretty much just like a plain old party. There's music and there are drinks with the occasional couple having sex in the corner. I was like, this isn't an orgy. Yeah. And I was talking to someone after the blowjob competition about what's going on here. And I think there's this hesitancy with people in BDSM, um, where they don't want to seem like it's all about sex. I think they want it to seem like it's bigger than sex or other than sex mm-hmm. or different from sex or the point of it is it isn't sex. It means something different. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if that's true, but there's, you know, the, like I've been to a lot of, um, I've been to play parties or been in situations where it was a mostly BDSM crowd and there would be no sex. And that was so annoying to me. <laughs> I, when I first got to New York, I th- thought the same thing. I thought there's going to be sex everywhere. Um, I think the reason maybe is because almost all the public play parties, yeah. if you go to suspension, if you go to paddles, if you yeah. go to anything like that, there's no sex allowed. Yeah, it's not allowed. Yeah. Um, that's the only reason why I can imagine is that maybe we've been trained. People yeah. in the BDSM, maybe if yeah. you're around other people, 
Yeah. That's not what it's about. Or I, I can't think of what other, maybe, maybe male dominance feel that having sex in front of a bunch of other people, they might show their submission to vaginas. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, or, or vice yeah, versa, yeah, you know, maybe. Yeah. I, I have no idea. But I mean, yeah. I was surprised too when I first got here. I went to several private play parties and nobody was ha- actually having sex. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot of, you know. Keep it separate. And, but also, I want to say that was the only time I went to Leather Retreat. Yeah. Maybe it's different now. I have no idea. It's not a criticism but, yeah, yeah. of Leather Retreat, I should say. No, I mean, no, exactly. I've never experienced it, so I don't really yeah. know what to say. But um, what other, were there any other, I mean, are there any other things that make you prefer Dark Odyssey's camp over Leather Retreat? Are there any other? I think it's it's a little bit more diverse. Yeah. I think you. I think there's there's a nice spectrum of types of sexuality and. Um, it's not just people in the BDSM. You've got your tantra people and, you know, your pansexual people. And there's different, there's different subcultures. There's different groups. And if you're going to one of these things, if you're paying the money, if you're going all the way there and you do want to learn something, you know, I'd rather, you know, broaden my perspective a little bit and, and meet some different kinds of people than just sort of stick with the thing that I'm, that I'm used to, you know? Grass stains on the on the leather. That's probably what it is. That's what, I don't know how you get those out. Yeah, I have no idea. I think idea. that's why they're not having sex outside. <laughs> exactly. It's an outdoor thing. Also, it's hot. Yeah, leather's hot. But there in the summertime, dressed in leather up there. And, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Uh, yeah, I don't. know. And you've got nudists, and they don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, so, that's you know. true. Yeah. So camp. How many times have you gone to camp? Camp. Dark eyes. Uh, just twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. It was two years ago, and I was kind of. I think the first year, um, uh, I liked it, but I didn't like it enough to want to go back. And then the year after that, I just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So um, I decided I wanted to, and I kind of been out of the scene a little bit, at least publicly. And you took I kind a of wanted break, to, yeah. yeah, and I kind of wanted to get back into it. And, yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice for people who are thinking about going to camp or something like this mm-hmm. mindset? things to pack or anything. Do you have any advice for people who are debating doing something like this? I mean, based on my experience, I would, I would go with no expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I would go like, maybe you have some things in mind that you want to try and you want to do, but I think it's so much better to go into it and just see what happens mm-hmm. and kind of just go with the flow. Yeah. And, um, and also know that you do not have to do everything all the time. Yeah. Like I said, one of the most pleasurable moments wasn't sexual at all. It was silk screening t-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, but it was outside and you're in this great environment. And, you know, I'd also say do things that you are out of your comfort zone or yeah. go to class. It's funny. I only went to two classes yeah. the entire weekend, but, um, and I'll, I have to say and enjoy being outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so different. Mm-hmm. We're so used to, being in a dark dungeon at yeah. midnight and everything's black and you know stone walls and I'm like you're you know in the middle of nowhere and there's trees and there's grass and you know you get to do it outside and you know I I would say just go into it with a complete with no preconceived notions yeah just sort of yeah I guess I, I I really wondered a lot about about that like you know let's say if we were to go one year and. You know, we're just, I mean, it would, it would really have to push this 
in order to the, the the idea of having sex outside is hey let's just go out and have sex right there right yeah yeah there's a huge barrier that's in at least my mind it's like you're not supposed to do that in front of other people who aren't expecting it right right but since right. this stuff can happen anytime obviously no one's gonna say hey stop you're fucking right there right and, uh, they'll probably yeah. say hey put your back into it yeah. or whatever can i join yeah, can i join <laughs> i mean it just sounds i mean that must be a huge leap to take to say yeah i can do this anytime anywhere or whatever it is yeah you know it's a little bit I mean, I think one of the reasons why I didn't go back after the first time was it was a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I was also going, um, I didn't really know anybody, mm -hmm. um, which in a way was kind of good because, again, I had no expectations, yeah. everything, and things just sort of happen, yeah. you, you know. But um, it, 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 it was a little overwhelming. And after a while, I was like, this is just too much. Yeah. I mean, I did. I hate to say it, but this is just too much sex. Yeah. This is just too much nudity. And you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but also the nice thing about it is, you know, you are able to get away. Like if you want to take a walk in the woods yeah. or just sort of be by yourself for a minute. Because um, you are kind of stuck there yeah. for days. It's, it's not like, I mean, you know, you're kind of there. The other thing too that, that I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who will say, oh, wow, can you imagine how freeing that would be to be able to, just do anything sexual, virtually anything. I mean, anything is possible, and we should say. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I just realized I really like the fact that I can walk out my door of my apartment, and there's a very rare chance I'm going to see some guy jerking off when I leave. Right. Right. That right. I, when I leave the house. Right. I like that. I like You're not. Right. I like having at least pretty confident, you know. Right. Expectations of not seeing a guy's junk, you know, when I walk out the door to go to work. Whereas when you walk out of your, I mean, how often are you in, in a camp situation where, where you just go, whoa, and you're just kind of surprised and taken aback? Or are yeah. you used to those situations now where you like, you walk in like, oh, look, there's two people fucking or, oh, look, there's a guy I'm... with a heart on making omelets <laughs> or whatever. I mean, I don't know. S'mores or right. something. I'm actually in a lot of ways surprisingly prudish about yeah. that kind of stuff like i'm not really a voyeur uh -huh. um so to some you know yeah it's still a little bit surprising to me like if there's a naked guy that happens this now next to me i'm still a little bit like oh my there's a naked guy sitting next yeah. to me it's not and i'm actually glad for this i'm glad that um i'm still surprised by it. i always want to be a little bit surprised yeah. i always want to be I like being shocked. Yeah. I like being taken aback. I, I I never want all this stuff to become ho hum. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be like, oh, there's another gangbang. That's like the third this week, whatever. <laughs> and I wanted, you know, I, I I want this. I want to be kind of surprised and delighted and shocked, and yeah. I want to keep that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want this ever. To, I don't want any of this stuff to seem like it's routine or old hat. Well, that brings up another another topic about. When you, because I've read your blog, mm -hmm. I've read both of your blogs, and you've participated in some stuff that it's pretty. I'm not. What's the phrase I want to use? Adventurous. <laughs> yeah. You've been fairly adventurous. Yeah, I have. Yeah. How did yeah. this? How did how did this journey start? Have you always yeah. been able to? Oh look, I'm going to go to a gangbang, or I'm going to go to an orgy <laughs> today. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I mean, this is going back to my origin story, maybe, but. The f I started when I first 
came to New York, um, you know, my, you know, I dated in a little bit in high school, a little bit in college, very, you know, kind of not very interesting. And I knew that I wanted to do kinky stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to New York, I kind of just said, fuck it and answered an ad in the back of the village voice and, you know, was handcuffed the, you know, that night. <laughs> I was like, oh, so this is what it's like. But I've kind of Hold always. On, sorry, I hate, to, I hate to interrupt you. <laughs> You answered an ad in the back of the village the voice. Back of what, the did village it, what did it voice. say? I wish I could remember. It was something about I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if he used the words master and slave. I think it was a bondage someone looking for you know, someone into bondage, dominance, whatever. I, I I wish I could remember, but I don't think it was all that interesting. That's the thing. I don't right. think it was that particularly, you know But it was something you wanted to try? Yeah, and I was like, there's one. And <laughs> There's one. Oh, hi, you're one of those. Right. So you, you answered the ad and you, would you, I mean, you, you, you yeah. but when you're telling the story right now, it sounds like you weren't that nervous about it or anything like that, but. I was probably a little bit nervous. Did you talk to the person on the phone um, beforehand? Or? Yeah, we talked, how did they work? I think you talked on the phone. Yeah. I think that's, that's how, I think that's how oh, the okay. ad thing works. Oh, okay. So you talked on the phone and no, I think like we had coffee. Did oh, okay. we have coffee? No, I think we actually went to it the first date. Why are you asking me? It wasn't me. I know. <laughs> you, you remember. You were there. remember? Oh, yes. My um, ad on the Village Voice right. that I played. How can I forget? Right. Um, but I, I kind of tend to just jump. I have very little impulse control, to be honest with you. I tend to just jump into stuff. Sure. Without, I kind of have this theory that there's there's two types of people like you get your stereo or your computer or your Ikea bookshelf or whatever. And the people who read all the instructions first and then they put the thing together yeah. and the ones who start putting it together, fuck up and then go back to the instructions to see what they did wrong. Yes. I'm the second one. So am I. Yeah. So, um, I mean, even the first, the first orgy I ever went to, I was at work. And there was this guy who like, we kind of had a fuck buddy relationship and he, he emailed or I would me because I did that then. I said, dude, you want to go to a, an orgy? Never been to an orgy before in my life. Yeah. And this was the thing I was concerned about. I was like, I didn't shave my legs. Like, like that was my big primary concern. I would think if I'm, <laughs> if I was going to, if I was at work or something and someone invited me to an orgy, <laughs> I would probably think, you know, I haven't. I haven't shaved. Right. I haven't done X, Y, and Z or whatever. I mean, I, what, how is that not a concern? You're being a, you're exactly. being a nice orgy citizen. I don't know think. what's going on down there at the moment. Right. I needed some tidying up. But I went, you yeah. know, and um, he's like, how did, I kind of was feeling like, why not? Sure. You know, I mean, I trusted him enough. Um, but I never really let, I don't let things that scare me keep me from trying something new yeah. that i want to try yeah. your first orgy yeah what was that like it was lame really it was well i don't even no i wouldn't even call it an orgy because it was four people i think it i think an orgy has to be at least five really well i think because you can call it like you have a threesome yeah you have a foursome yeah you don't really have a five sum. so my theory is once you get to five it's an orgy what considers what's so, okay, so anything after a fivesome is an orgy? Unless it's yeah. a one woman, then it's a gangbang? I think that's fair. Well, no, 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 not necessarily. No? Because you can have four guys and one woman. Yeah. 
but it may not be all this stuff. It may not be everyone's doing something to the woman. Right. If it was a gangbang, it'd be it could be all, all the guys, guys going at it, and the woman exactly. playing parcheesi. Exactly, and she's something. you know jerking off in the bathroom. Sure. Bathroom. Okay, I, um, I get that. Yeah. So there was four people. So it wasn't an orgy. It was a sex party, right? And there Wait, was, so it was just you, your fuck buddy, and then another couple. Yeah, and uh, the woman was it was her place, but and I was introduced to her. Or I was told that she was a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. And he gave me this line to say when I got to the door that said something like, you know, Mistress so-and-so, may I kiss your boots or something yeah. like that. I don't really remember. And I have in my head, because again, I hadn't I hadn't been to any dungeons. I hadn't been to paddles or anything. But I had that picture in my head of what a dominatrix looks like. Yeah. I opened the door and she looks like my... Sister, she looked like an anthropologist. That's the only reason, like you know, she had kind of like a long, like ethnic pattern skirt and sandals, and she kind of looked like my sister. And I said, uh, 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 "Mistress, may I kiss your, you know, Birkenstocks or whatever was there?" <laughs> she was like, "Oh, ha ha ha, come on in." And I was there. You know, my my friend showed up, and this other guy showed up who was on his phone the entire time and just kept talking about work. And in the middle of sex or just it just like he just wouldn't get into it. Wow. He just kept talking about work. And the woman at some point decided she didn't want to participate. Like she just wanted to watch right. or sure. As is which, your want. Sure. Is, whatever, but which, it makes it a little uncomfortable, probably. Because then it just leaves me. Yeah. And um like I wasn't really into the other guy. Uh-huh. So it was kind of awkward all around. So it was just kind of you and the fuck buddy. And yeah. then this guy you weren't interested in, yeah. and this woman who wasn't really, that's not even a foursome. I don't know what it was. It was a really awkward cocktail sure. party. That's there, what it there was. You go. So how, how did that not completely turn you off from orgies? Because um, I figured like not all of them could be like this, yeah. you know. And um, I, yeah, and I met someone who kind of does this. He hosts, he's been, and he's been hosting orgies for years yeah so meeting someone who really knows how to do it and knows how to put a party together um helped a lot what is is there some x factor that someone who's running an orgy has to know like okay you must do this in order to have a successful orgy i think it's the guest list okay i think i this is my opinion i think the most important thing is the right combination of people um People who, I think it's a nice combination of people who know each other really well, mm-hmm. um, with a few, uh, you know, extra people, new people. Yeah. Couples are always great. Um, I think creating an atmosphere, I mean, the ones that I go to or have gone to, they, they're they, they're very, very relaxed. Mm-hmm. And a, like, there's at least an hour of just chatting and catching up and talking with people and, um and when it's the same people over and over again, you know, they become your friends. And sure. so, so it's kind of stopped being the big scary orgy with the capital O and it's become just this party I go to, to see people, to see my friends. And there just, just happens to be sex going on. There happens to be sex going This episode of The Master Cast is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Enter EFCAST upon checkout and save 20% on your order. Sex party and orgy etiquette. We were talking about this, uh, just we took a little break. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing I 
I've gone to play parties, and I know one one thing about play parties is there. Well, there's two things. One, I've always felt uncomfortable approaching someone to play. Yeah. And I suppose it's also probably because it's a submissive thing. I'd much rather be pursued, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, um, how do you say no to someone? Because I've been at yeah. play parties uh, where someone has approached me, and I've been to, been to one one. Well, I should say I've been to two sex parties the first one i went to the first i didn't even know it was gonna be a sex party mm. i show up and everyone's kind of sitting in a circle and they have to tell their kink and what they're into and all that uh, stuff yeah. and i realized there's the one, welcome circle the welcome circle i'm like this is kind of really foo-foo this is really <laughs> this is really hippie and everyone kind of everyone's sitting on the floor and um I was sitting, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, there was one woman I was really hot for, but it wasn't really hot for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And she was there just to watch. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, whatever. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I go I'm, I go to grab a beer and there's a woman giving a blowjob in front of the fridge, right? <laughs> to which I'm, I'm like, oh, how do I get a beer? Right? But I'm not, <laughs> do I interrupt them? But I'm like, that, that's not an orgy. They're doing this here. Yeah. So I, I said, I, excuse me, I want to get a beer. Yeah. She goes, oh, I'll get it. She takes the hand off the cock, goes into the fridge, grabs a beer bottle with the cock hand, and hands me the beer. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Cock beer? I don't want cock beer. Like, she didn't open it, did she? She did not open it. But I, then I had to, I, I, so I left, and I realized bottle opener, and I had to go back in again and couldn't find the bottle opener. She's sitting there sucking this guy out. I'm like, okay, I gotta, what the hell am I going to do here? Uh, but yeah, so of course I had to go wash the bottle off. It was really. <laughs> is that just like oh whatever? It's cock beer. Am I, am I overreacting to cock beer? Is that? I think I think if it was a completely you know I um I would I, I I would probably I wouldn't dismiss the cock beer. I'd wipe it maybe wipe it off. Right, but I'm saying is my was she I mean, holding the bottom of the bottle or she was she holding the top? I think she had to just run it around the hand. Okay. Around the around the around the okay the meat of the bottle, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Which is where the meat of the cock was too. There, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I touch the bottle. I've got cock on my hands you do. too. Then, right, you do. Um, am I being just kind of? I mean, this is not. It's a sanitary thing in my head. It's yeah, not, you know, yeah. it's not like I'm grossed out by, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Am I too sensitive for orgies? Um, maybe. 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 I mean, there's probably, um, yeah, I mean, I would say like in that same situation, probably, you know, I would, you know, it's kind of a lighthearted thing. Oh, you're back in the fridge. Ha ha. Um, I, I would probably just take the beer. I took the beer. Yeah. I drank the beer. Trust me. Yeah. But at the same time, this sounds like they violated maybe some orgy etiquette. There's plenty of space everywhere else. They chose to go in front of the fridge. That's annoying. It's not my fault, I don't think. That that is annoying. Right. That is annoying if you're if you're. Uh, I think the places or the parties that I've been to that work the best is when there's a designated area where where the food is, where the fridge is, yeah. where the beer and the wine is. That's beer, wine, chit chat, talk area. Yeah. And then I think it's best when there's a designated area where the sex happens. Um, yeah. Any odd, I mean, particularly odd situations that you'd like to share? A lot of the times I'll, for a while there, I, I, I was hosting them myself. Mm-hmm. Like they were in my apartment. And uh, I kind of, I, the way my apartment is, you can't buzz people in. Someone has to actually go down the stairs and yeah. let someone in. So 
if there's no one else doing that, I've always kind of had one ear out. Like yeah. I, I, you know, and I did, didn't, I never got completely undressed knowing that I'd have to go outside any moment. So I wasn't, I wasn't really doing much of anything. Mm-hmm. I was sort of being the hostess. So you're almost being penalized for being generous. Kind of. Yeah, that sucks. exactly. Uh, and I was in the living room, which was sort of the designated talking area. And um, I hear someone call my name. And um, it was, I don't know how many people just ganged up on me. It was, it was nice. It was like I hadn't been doing anything all night. You know, I wasn't expecting to. And, you know, I'm laying there and someone's fucking me with dildos and someone's standing on my legs with mm-hmm. boots on and someone's, you know, beating on my nipples and doing mm-hmm. all this various kind of stuff. And, um, that was it was great because it was completely surprising. Yeah, and I have to say it's nice being the center of attention in that way. <laughs> is that? I mean, I imagine that's. I mean, everyone would probably love to be the center of attention usually. I mean, yeah. it's a fantasy yeah. I'm sure that a lot of people have. Yeah. Have you found that going to parties like this have allowed you to have experiences other than the obvious of just orgies? Have there been yeah. like some things that you always wanted to try or? Yeah, there is this one particular party I've been going to. I've been meeting these new people and this is kind of interesting. Um, in this one night, there was one guy there who had a fucking machine and I, I saw this guy walk in and he has like this black and Decker tool case thing. And I'm like, what's in there? Yeah. And just the fact that it's a fucking machine and it's not something people see every day, yeah. um, that automatically kind of draws a crowd. Of course. And this guy I know, who, um, you know, I've played with him before and he knows me, pulls out a stun gun or a taser or some type of thing. It's like, I'm going to tase you. I was like, okay. And I was like, I don't even know if I said okay. I was like, whatever. And like, so I was getting fucking machine and tasered. And so you were, t- yeah. hold on, you're tas- being tasered while getting fucked by a fucking machine. There might have been a pause. I'm not sure. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> First of all, how was the fucking machine? Good? Fantastic. Yeah. And if I can pat myself on the back, um, you broke it. He had never gone to the highest setting before. Wow! On a human being. Wow! I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of what he has gone to. <laughs> there was a goat once or something. I mean, I don't know. He did practice on something. Well, that's pretty but, uh, amazing. Uh, the yeah. highest setting. It wasn't that long. No. No, it was kind of like, well, and I was like, oh, yeah, it was, yeah, but how long? I mean. Great. I imagine the benefits of a fucking machine is that it doesn't stop, right? And it's pretty consistent no. speed. Yeah. Well, it's fast and it's faster. Yeah. It's faster and harder than a human being yeah. could could do. So, are you thinking yeah. of investing in one of your own? Uh, as long as someone else out there hasn't, I don't need my own. <laughs> I couldn't hold it anyway. I don't know how I could, you know, I don't know how I would hold the thing. And this was the handheld kind. Oh, okay. Not the ones that are all set up on right. the floor. It was, uh. It's like a, a saw yeah. that's been converted to a donut. Yeah, right. yeah. I imagine this giant, you know, this huge contraption or something yeah. like that. But still, no, that's pretty good. It's portable. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. Finally. Thank you. Um, how about you? Your dating life. I mean, I know you've dated people in the past who were kinky and Mm -hmm. some people who were not. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's interesting. I mean, I think the guys who I've... The guys who I've I've been dating or have dated in the past who I've gotten along with, who I've had the most in common with, have not been kinky. Mm -hmm. And... um, Why do you think that is? 
I'm not sure. I, I mean, I think either I haven't been going to the right parties or the right events, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I kind of always felt like my kink life is one part of me and there's a whole bunch of other stuff out there that are just as important. And a lot of times the things outside of kink are the things that matter to me a lot more in my connections with people. Do you think it's, uh, I, I, you mainly identify as submissive or bottom or? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm get, I've been getting slightly switchy, mm-hmm. but I'm mostly, sub, I would say submissive bottom, whatever. Do you think it's something to do with maybe a lot of dominant guys out there, maybe their mentalities or something like that, that you don't, yeah. you don't click something with the male dominant or female dominant or whatever. Yeah. You re- there's something about that personality type you don't click with. Maybe? Yeah, there, yeah. There's a lot of like in looking for, in specifically looking for a dominant man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, and a dominant man specifically looking for a submissive woman. There's a lot of like domly McDom dudes, you know, like I, I that are sort of automatically just because you exist, you should kneel before them yeah. and kiss their feet, and that turns me off completely yeah um like i was uh i was chatting with someone who i met on fetlife and he started calling me pet i was like i don't know i was like that i don't know you at all yeah. you're just like i'm not your pet yeah you know and and the, yeah i will say this and i'm not trying to defend dominant guys here but yeah. i have a dominant guy friend who's a real sweetheart guy right yeah. really nice guy um is dominant he has a big difficult situation when he emails someone on FetLife or whatever. If he doesn't come off across as dominant enough, there's a lot mm. of submissive women there who will think, oh my God, this guy's not dominant enough for me. I'm not going to play with him because I don't feel submissive to him, right? And if he acts dominant, sometimes they're like, why are you acting dominant? I'm, you, don't, you don't know me. So yeah. he's kind of screwed either way, depending yeah. on who he talks to. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would surmise. Yeah. Word of the day calendar. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess that there's a lot of those domly dom guys. Yeah, uh, aren't really like that. I don't think anyone's no. really like that. No, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a feeling that they're just putting this act on because they assume that this is what you're expecting, and they say, mm. "Oh, you're submissive, so this is how I have to act." Because the same yeah. thing has happened with dominant women. I've been yeah. around dominant women who thought that they had to act a certain way. Yeah. And to be honest, there was a while when there was a time in my life when they did have to act a certain way for me to think that they were dominant. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. Is ridiculous. Right? Yeah. But it's possible that there's some guy who is like, kiss my feet right now yeah. or whatever, kiss my boots. <laughs> that if you said, listen, uh, just talk to me as a person right now because I'm not going to submit to you. You might be like, oh, yeah. thank God. You might say, oh, That's thank good, God that you're, yeah. I'm, th- I'm so glad that I don't have to put this act on. That's probably a good point. That's probably a good point because I, like, I don't know what, I don't know what uh, not domly and dom enough means for me even, yeah. you know. Um. So that, I mean, I think that's probably what happens actually is, is you're assumed to behave a certain way. Yeah. You know, you list a bunch of likes and that you, you know, a bunch of fetishes and you give yourself this label, I'm submissive mm-hmm. or the bottom, whatever. And there's these preconceived notions, these recipes of what that means yeah. that everyone's used to. And until you actually get to know that person, a list of fetishes is just a list of fetishes. Yeah. A list of likes is just a list of likes. Yeah. 
Um, but unless you actually have a connection with that person on some other level, it's just going to be superficial. So I, yeah, I think, I think there's this instinct to automatically behave in a certain way because that's what ex- what's expected. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a lot like, what's the last movie you saw? Yeah. Like I started, I joined this group on Felt, Felt Life called Film Slobs. Yeah. Cause I'm a bit of a film snob uh-huh. and you know, I ended up meeting this really great couple mm-hmm. um, just because of that. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I, my instinct is to go in that direction. And actually, a lot of times the people that I've met on non-kinky sites just ended up being kinky. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I, I have really great kinkdar. I can <laughs> spot a kinky person a mile away. Really? Yeah. I mean, people I've known for years... I've always, like, people I went to school with, I went to college with, I've always, like, I, I, there's a little something there, I know, and I'm always right. But um, I'm kind of just, like, I'm, I'm at this place now where I'm, I'm doing that little, like, it's when, it's, when you least expect it thing. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm kind of just putting myself out there. I figure, that's kind of why I started going to events again, just to keep meeting people and, you know, keep it going, you yeah. know. But, um... I mean, I mean, I think one of the one of the tricky one of the tricky things about um, being a kinky person is, you know, I can there are two ways of kind of going about it. I can go to kinky events and go on FetLife and and meet people in the scene um, or poly poly events things like mm-hmm. that, um, knowing that they're already going to be into the things that I'm into yeah. and not having to worry about mm-hmm. it um, versus going out there in the rest of the world and hoping you find someone yeah. that gels with you. Yeah. Um, but the unfortunate thing is, at least this is what I've, this is my experience, you know, but um, a lot of the people in the kink scene or whatever aren't necessarily looking for a serious relationship you know the people going to the parties are going to party you know so um it's this sort of and the people looking for the serious relationships are you know are not going to those parties yeah yeah. well there's i think there there is sort of a catch-22 there because there's a lot of people who they'll say to themselves okay uh i I did this i did the crazy sex thing now i want a family or now i want this type of relationship so i'm not going to look in that situation because i didn't meet anyone there who was looking for that you know Yeah, yeah um yeah, that's kind of crappy, but you don't know who's going to break up with someone. And, exactly, you know. exactly. And my whole feeling is, I mean, I know I do the bitch about single and I do not want to end up being a Kathy cartoon, but my feeling is the more people that know that I'm available mm-hmm. and I'm looking, the better. That's, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> right? uh, you want to talk about kink and culture? Which, yeah. Does this come from, I know you were at... Um, the first time I think I saw you do this, your presentation on mm-hmm. kink and culture was at um, Kink for All. Yeah, um, I was. I had the blog before that. Yeah, but I, th- I think oh, it was yeah, pretty yeah. early on. Wasn't it was it? really early on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, the kind of thing, the thing, the little spiel I, I give to people is, I, you know, I'm, I've, I always felt like I was. I always have one foot in the vanilla world and one foot in the kinky world. 
and I kind of like looking at the vanilla world through kinky glasses and looking at the kinky world through vanilla glasses. And I've always been interested in how those worlds collide and either how the vanilla world perceives kinky people um, or how there are things in the regular vanilla world, whether it's art or advertising or music or film or anything that has this little edge to it that you might not know unless there was a little wink and a nod yeah. that you got. And that's, that's like, I'm not interested in blatantly BDSM things. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not interested in things that are marketed to kinky people. Yeah. I'm interested in things that are meant for vanilla people, but are kind of They kinky. throw a little kink in there. Yeah. Yeah. I found that the, a lot of the stuff that is, there seems to be two ways that kink is displayed in the vanilla world. One is mm-hmm. it's blatant. It's an advertisement for shoes where the woman is yeah. dressed and she's got a whip, you yeah. know, yeah. That, and it's yeah. always, I mean, it, it, it's really bizarre because, you know, the vanilla world, if you talk to vanilla people about BDSM, they'll be like, completely I mean they almost say oh that's weird and freaky yeah. but then, then they'll buy those shoes with the crazy you know with the yeah. kinky woman with the holding the whip yeah yeah because that's hot it's hot yeah. to see it in an advertisement yeah. because of what that represents but the actual act of it is freaky and weird and yeah. all that stuff yeah why do you th- do you think it's because yeah. everybody secretly wants that or is it because I, I think there's a lack of understanding of what it what it actually is yeah. I mean I kind of I gave this presentation that was really specifically about that mm-hmm. um like there's an advertisement for pistachios that has a dominatrix like clap you know cracking a whip at a yeah. nut you know pistachios um, they are the kinkiest of the nuts they're pretty good yeah, yeah. um they're my favorite yeah. <laughs> but um I, I think there it's so much in our culture now um you know whether it's you know madonna or something from family guy or there there's there's all there's been this tendency to either portray kink as the ultimate evil like the serial killer is not only a serial killer he's a serial killer with a dungeon yeah or for humor yeah or for a laugh um like something someone um you know some unex someone unexpected who you don't think a nice sweet person ends up being you yeah know, a dominatrix or something like that um but there is very little understanding of what people actually do they know what it looks like they know uh you know the leather they know the tools and they know what it what it seems to be like but very few people really understand how it works yeah like i read this uh and i could completely forget her name but uh this woman who wrote an essay on secretary and she interviewed vanilla people Uh about the movie and more and more, or, or through all these interviews, people kept saying how um, kind of soft it was. Like they didn't think it was scary enough or hard enough. Like they expected to see, you know, people flailing each other, bloody yeah. and screams and dark. They expected something violent um, and something kind of fucked up. Yeah. And what they got was something very, very different. Like, and I, I mean, I, you know, I have my issues with that movie, like a lot of people do, but there's one, spoiler alert, <laughs> but uh, there's the scene where 
she's sitting there in the wedding dress. I'm just assuming a lot of people have seen this movie. Yeah. If not, then ignore this. But and uh, you know, James Spade's character, James Spader character, tells her to sit at the table and not move. Yeah. And she sits there for like days. And she urinates on herself, and she's got her family coming to like try to convince her. I was like, that's the most hardcore thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. She's literally not moving from a desk and peeing on herself. Yeah. Um, but it didn't look like BDSM. It didn't mm. look like kink. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I'm, 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 I've always been sort of interested in what people think it is. And like, I have a friend who, uh, was telling me about this guy she had dated for a long time and she was kind of drunk. And she said, he had this, he had this thing about like pantyhose like stock he got really into my tights like my like stockings and you know i come home and he'd want to like tear them and lick them and do all this stuff and i was like oh well, he had a he had like a stocking fetish and she just went no i mean i think he was just like really and i was like yeah yeah he had a stocking fetish and she just kind of went no that's not it you know, because they don't have maybe they haven't identified something specifically for themselves yeah they can't imagine someone else having a kink yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I found yeah. that to be true. Yeah. Like I, I, I know like uh, there are some guys who uh, I, I've, I've had conversations with where they're like so crazy in defeat. Yeah. That it's like, which whatever. Sure. Everyone, I can appreciate a, you know, attractive foot as much as the next yeah. guy, but I'm not like staring at women's shoes all the time or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, these same guys will go, Oh God, I'm so into feet and shoes, and I want to fuck these shoes and all yeah, this other stuff. Yeah. And then, the, and then the same people were like, "Pony play? That's fucking weird." Exactly. You know? <laughs> he was wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I also, I think I always I always found kinky things in non kinky places. Like I remember this is relatively recently, only a few years ago. I watched uh, the Miracle Worker mm-hmm. with Anne Bancroft and Patty. It's the story of Helen Keller. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Anne, uh, Anne Bancroft is, I forget her name, but the woman who, you know, teaches Helen how to do her thing. And, yeah. And there's this scene where she's trying to teach Helen how to eat properly at the table. Mm-hmm. Like she's used to just grabbing food and taking stuff off of people's plates and shoving it in her mouth. And she's trying to teach her, you sit at the table with a knife and a fork. And Helen is yelling and screaming and she's going to the table and i'll just say Anne bancroft is grabbing her and pulling her and shoving her back in the chair and she's mm-hmm. crawling after her and i'm watching this thinking this is really hot <laughs> yeah. and this is the miracle worker yeah. yeah since you've been kind of chronicling this the kink and culture have you noticed ideas and thoughts of kink changing over the past you know, since you've been paying more of a closer attention yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think because it's so prevalent in our culture. Yeah. Um, there's, I've, I've kind of, no, and this is mostly in music, music videos, that there is, like, if you look at like, either Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera or someone like that, they're, they go through this good girl, where they're starting in this good girl phase, yeah. and then... Um, they're, they're stepped out and they broke with their record company. They're independent. They're, they're doing all th- their yeah. own thing and it's catsuit. Yeah. Dominates this outfit. Yeah. And there's this cliche that the independent, strong woman who's doing it on her own and doesn't give a crap is all kinky. You get into the lottery. Yeah. That's the first thing you do. And I, I think, I actually think there's this equivalent where, 
uh, for a while, or still is, black was equated with cool. I think... You're pink, saying that because you're black. I'm saying that because yeah. I'm black. And it's true. Yeah, it's true. You are much cooler but, than I am. Yeah, I mean, it, or black, or hip, or, or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, culturally, yeah. I'm talking about. Um, I think kink is being equated with hot. I it, It's, there's, or a certain independence. And I think for women, because there isn't a lot of depictions of men in BDSM, yeah. in advertising, or in music, or in things like that, in mainstream culture. It's mostly, like, the dominatrix woman. It's, I mean, you know, because I spent like, this, this, I spent a long time putting this presentation together and seeing a lot of videos and a lot of commercials and a lot of advertising and things like that. Um, I think there's, and every, every, I think kink as a subculture is becoming, slowly becoming cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was reminded, like I saw, like this is a while ago, but. I was down the village and I saw some kid who was all punk and he had the mohawk and the, you know, the, you know, the plaid pants and the, you know, and I just thought, oh, like, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. keeping it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was nice. It wasn't intimidating. Right. It wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't dangerous. And the more kink is portrayed in popular culture and in the media, the less it becomes something dangerous, something yeah, scary and true. becomes a marketing tool. It becomes something that represents something else yeah have you noticed any anything new other than that kind of female dominant male submissive thing in mainstream media or mainstream advertising stuff like that um there's i think it's getting a little bit more clever really actually i think uh there's an ad for foot locker i think i posted it where um it's the couple and they're kind of, they're making out at the stairs and they're like all fevered and you think they're going to immediately just bust into their apartment and have sex. Yeah. And the girl, again, woman, dominant, yeah. throws the guy in the bed and picks up a sneaker and smacks his ass. And he says the name of the sneaker and then she takes a bit, like he's identifying yeah. the sneaker based, based on, on the, the spank, yeah. you know? And I was like, that's actually pretty clever. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was kind of hot and it was, it was, I think, I think that, um, I think things are maybe going in that direction where people are getting a little bit more daring and may not look again the way people think yeah. kink looks like, but people get it. You know, people, people, people get the wink and the nod and, and, you know, I think things are getting pushed a little bit way where you don't have to be all in, you know, in latex to to read yeah. as kinky yeah and i think and i think that's probably the best because i i mean a lot of the i mean most of the people who are in kink don't own fetish wear yeah i mean i think it's, it's, it's because one, there's different yeah. variations you know what i mean and it's one part of it yeah it's one aspect of a huge culture yeah it's just like most yeah. people who are into kink will never go to a play party yeah you know they'll never yeah. go to a lifestyle event because they just yeah. practice it alone or yeah yeah you know whatever yeah i mean i, I mean i think i'm seeing more um like there was a this was a while ago it was a maybe a few years ago but it was on um mini cooper's website yes called dominate winter and it was i think people are i'm seeing a lot more fun yeah i think people are being having fun with it and being clever about it and not necessarily making fun of it. Yeah. 
And that's kind of what I, that's what I like to see. Like, I, th- I think there's always, there's this contingency of people who are like, well, I, you know, I want it to seem bad. And I, I like the fact that, you know, it's underground. And yeah. I like the fact that it's um, sort of secretive and naughty and things like that. And I kind of do too, but at the same time, I would like people to, you know, stop getting arrested or losing their jobs yeah. or losing their children because they're kinky. And yeah. the more it's out there in a positive way, yeah. then the better it's going to be for everybody. Because a lot, for a, a long time, kink was always displayed as a... Like a pathology. Like, right. Like, like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. People always had that you know perception it was really bothersome. Yeah. You know? And also that it's somehow unattainable to them or it's somehow... Um, cause this is my thing. Yeah. Everybody's kinky. Yeah. Every, every, almost every vanilla friend that I have that I've talked to about sex that I've talked to about kink, that everyone has their own little thing that they do, yeah. whether or not they identify as kink kinky is another thing. Yeah. But, and I also think kink is kind of in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. There could be. Some person who's big in the scene and they go to every convention and they go to every class and they're, you know, they're everywhere and they have their leathers on and everything. And the most they could do is like spank someone. And then there could be someone who doesn't even consider themselves kinky, who's like, yeah, I'm not kinky. I just like, you know, getting choked and, you know, you know, getting peanut butter shoved up my ass. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's the difference between labeling yourself as kinky or not I think that maybe you know. the, yeah I think you're right I mean I think the thing is is that we we talk about it more yeah we analyze it more uh, and there's a lot of people who don't want to consider themselves kinky because they don't want to be different yeah you know? exactly they'll exactly. be like you know I'm not really kinky I'm just like anybody else um, yeah. which they're they're right they are just like anybody else but yeah. they don't like to be identified as different and I, and I don't want to be considered like, you know, those people. Yes. I'm doing the air quotes because you can't see. Right. But they don't, yeah. want, they yeah. don't want they don't want to be considered a member of the people who do the public yeah. play or the people who do the yeah. spanking or whatever. Because, yeah. you know. They don't want to be in a subculture. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks to Leela. And thanks to you for listening. More episodes in another couple of weeks. I am really going to try to uh, increase the production of these episodes because I'm really backlogged and there's so many more people I want to interview but I've I've got interviews that I recorded in the, the fall that I haven't gotten to yet so lots to get to um, so we'll see you in a couple weeks and uh, meanwhile you can go ahead and uh, browse Eden Fantasies for your favorite sex toys until you get to the next episode to get off to in fact that's maybe what you could do you could browse for your toy that you're going to use in the next episode while you listen I'm sure my voice is not that inspiring for such things but you never know EFCAST, E-F-C-A-S-T, gives you 20% off your order. While you're there, look at uh, Sexist Magazine, where they have not only stories from uh, bloggers, but they also have uh, sex-related news as well. Um, like, I'm just looking at the, the page right now. They've got stuff about uh, Rhode Island Democrats, Reintroduce Marriage Equality Bill, Crying Turns Men Off, about a new study about chemicals in women's tears, apparently say not interested, which has been my experience. <laughs> Why don't you leave me alone? So, uh, yeah, Sex and Magazine. And, uh, and, of course, all the toys that you can browse and see reviews from people who have used the toy from real people. Proud sponsors of the Massacast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in another couple weeks. Bye-bye.